There's no need to wait on your service member to share secondhand information anymore. Welcome to Holding Down the Fort, a podcast show where we put military spouses and children's needs front and center so that they can make informed decisions together as a family. Because let's face it, we know who's really holding down the fort. Let's get started. All right. Hi, everyone. Jen Amos here with Holding Down the Fort podcast. And I am super excited because today I get to interview the owner of Vita Chic Weddings and Events, Shava Grant. Shava, welcome to the show. Aloha, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. This is so fun. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel like what one thing I enjoy about doing these interviews is I'm essentially just talking to someone over the phone. It just so happens that we're recording it for other people to listen to. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So uh, Shava, why don't we start with you sharing how you heard about the podcast and, and why were you interested in jumping on with us? Oh, goodness. So I am like a super huge LinkedIn fan. I know a lot of people are starting to jump on that that bandwagon now, but I saw you guys on LinkedIn, loved what you were doing. I'm super hardcore about advocating for the military spouse community, saw all the talk that was going on around you guys and what you're doing and stuff. And so we ended up connecting and I'm super happy about it. I love to be around people and to work with people that are just as hardcore about the military spouse and the veteran world as I am. So yeah. I, I love that. I, I feel like I'm fairly new in being hardcore. I feel like I'm kind of getting there because uh, <laughs> so a little background on me and uh, for anyone that's listening for the first time, I'm a gold star daughter and I lost my dad when I was 10 years old. And then about two decades later, I, that's when I started to get involved in the community again, thanks to my husband. So I feel like I'm kind of recalling things and picking up remnants mm -hmm. of the past and you know trying to mm -hmm. put the puzzle pieces together. But the more I get involved, in the community, the more uh, excited and uh, just um, grateful, you know, to, to see the community that I grew up with. And now, and it, and it hasn't left, obviously. I mean, the military is going to be here for, right. for quite a long right. time. Let's <laughs> just face it. For me, I live vicariously through um, people such as yourself, who's very uh, gung-ho for the community, and uh, especially since you're in it. So why, you know, of course, you're going to be gung-ho about it because you're living it, right right and I'm also so, a military brat my dad was in the military he was in the army so I grew up you know moving around and PCSing every couple of years and all that fun stuff and then grew up had 10 years of a gap you know my adult life and mm. then ended up marrying someone in the air force so my most of my life has been affiliated with the military in some way there was yeah. a small gap there but other than that yeah I jumped right back in it as a spouse so I'm, I'm definitely it. in it for the long haul. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like once you're in it, it's hard to get out of it. And even once you, yeah, know, once you yeah. do get back into it, like myself, it's like, I, I love it. What One thing I was sharing with my husband and his colleagues when I first started working with them is just how much I admire their, their teamwork and, and how working together is just... Uh, it's just a known thing where, you know, prior to getting involved, I was an independent business owner and I was very much just kind of doing everything myself, you know, and, and so mm -hmm. I didn't, I didn't mm -hmm. really trust other people to like take over something certain times. So it's just really cool to see that is, that's their default to trust one another and depend mm -hmm. on one another. And so, right. so yeah, I, I can't get enough of it. I mean, sometimes don't get me wrong. Sometimes it, 
annoys me to see how much they <laughs> care about each other and how involved they yeah. are with each other's lives. But overall, it's like, yeah, like I, I love it. at the end of the day, I have people that are checking in with me and I can count on and yeah. I love it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> definitely not another group like it. That is for sure. Yes, absolutely. So, all right, Shava. Well, why don't you, for anyone that is learning about you for the first time, why don't you tell them what a typical day looks like for you? What keeps you busy nowadays? What keeps you excited? I want to hear all about it. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, what's really funny about what I do. So I'm, you know, in weddings and events and all that fun stuff. But what's funny about a typical day is there is no typical day. It's always different. <laughs> Every yeah. day, you know, working with different personalities and different people. Every day always, you know, with that comes newness. <laughs> yes. Every single day. So, so yeah. And I honestly, I thrive off of that. I'm definitely a person that I, I can't, I worked an office job for a very small portion of my beginning of my 20s. And it was so difficult for me. I just mm -hmm. definitely was not cut out for that. Every day it was the same thing. I'd come in, I'd sit down, open emails, stare at the screen for about 30 minutes, you know, aimlessly, like, oh, what do I start on? And I, after about six months, I was like, you know, this really is not for me. Mm. And so, so that is what I enjoy about this job so much is that I get up every day and it's always something new. We're always creating something new for people. We're always talking to different people every day. And really the, the greatest part about that is, well, we get to plan the best day of someone's life, right? Like mm -hmm. that is the best moment of their life. This is a, probably one of the only times that they're going to see that group of people all together at one time. Um, so it's really fun and it can be a little bit stressful, but what job isn't, right? So there's, right. there is that element of it, but it is, it's pretty amazing. So yeah, so I love it. I, I love that. And to me, so I, I'm an introvert and I, and I feel like I get all this extrovert energy just from hearing you talk and you know, I'm, I'm kind <laughs> of, that. yeah, I'm, I'm the kind of person that likes to be in front of a computer, but obviously when I want to socialize, I like to socialize on my own terms. <laughs> and right, so right. I, my husband's but I, like that. He's yeah, like yeah. Exactly him. You know, I think it's very common for um, spouses, like there's always the one that's a hardcore extrovert and one that's a hardcore introvert. Uh -huh. I think they right. tend to complement each Balance other. And I think, each other, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Definitely, and so, and I, I love your take on uh, events because I never really looked at it that way where when it comes to events, like that's a rare time for those group of people to really come together and celebrate something. So it's, it, to me, it sounds like you, you tend to get a high at through this experience because these people are I do. excited to see each other. I do. Awesome. I definitely do. Every, you know, it's funny because I've done it for years, but I still cry at almost every wedding. <laughs> I love it. Between the, the, you know, the mother-son dances, because I now have a son, I have an 18-month-old, so between that yeah. or when they write their own vows, it's just new every time, and it's also even helpful for my relationship, because it makes, it reminds me every weekend, you know, like, mm. that newness of their relationship, and how fresh it is, and how excited they are to be together, and spend their life together, and it's just a constant reminder of that. So it's been great for our marriage also. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, it's, it's awesome. I, I actually can't imagine doing anything better than what I do. I think about it sometimes and I'm like, well, no, I absolutely love it. 
I love that you love do that. We need people like you who like to put together events. And um, it's also, (laughs) like you said, events are also a a reminder to appreciate what you have. And I I can feel that from (laughs) everything that you're you're saying. So so, uh, with holding down the fort, the purpose of this podcast, which by the way, you're our first person that we're interviewing to talk about why this podcast is in existence. So thank you for being the first, by the way. Oh, how exciting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you are you are officially episode four. But the first three episodes is really the, you know, the prequel. And so if people want to learn more about like why we started it and stuff, but this is really the first episode. Yeah, so this is really the cool. Yeah, yeah. Yay. (laughs) If I would have known, I would totally have popped a bottle of champagne on air. (laughs) Uh, I feel like I still stood. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's it's a uh, it's great. Like like I said, this is this is new, and we the reason why we're doing this is because we have found that a lot of uh, military families and spouses, for that matter, tend to get secondhand information from uh, their service member and from the military in general. And so we wanted to be able to provide educational topics and resources uh, for military families and spouses so that they can continue to hold down the fort to the best of their ability and making the best informed decisions. So for Mm -hmm. today, uh, the educational topic that you're going to share with us is how to build a business that thrives even through PCS. And so Mm -hmm. I'd like for you to start explaining why you think this is so important. And because for me, I, if I were still in the military, I wouldn't know the first thing to build a business and thrive through PCS. So why don't we go ahead and start with that? Do you feel like there is a lack of information for military spouses or families to build a business and have it thrive, even through PCS? Yes, I definitely think that there is a lack of resources when it comes to military spouses building their own careers and their own businesses independently. We've been married now for about five years. And when I first jumped into the military spouse community, that's what I was searching for. I was searching Mm. everywhere for people, for resources, for just anything, any sort of information. I was looking at YouTube just anything that would give me some sort of idea of what I would need to do, what I'd need to look forward to, you know, what it would take to do it, to be able to move my business around. And I really couldn't find much of anything. I found some communities, but there really wasn't much in terms of resources and one-on-one and things like that. What I Mm -hmm. found a lot of was resources for military spouses being able to find employment with different companies like Google and Amazon and things like that. But I didn't find anything for someone trying to do their own thing Mm -hmm. um, and to work PCSing into their own thing. So I talked to a couple of other ladies and we basically talked about our our own individual because we were all doing different things, needs, and what we actually needed to be able to do stuff like that. And so I started to jot things down to kind of create my own kind of information slash resource arsenal because I realized that it wasn't out there already. Yeah, I definitely think there's a lack um, and there's a lot or there are, excuse me, a lot of resources that are popping up now. Like I know you guys and there's some other companies and, and groups that are starting to realize that with PCSing, even if you were to get a job through, you know, these companies that are joining forces with military spouses, it's definitely not as lucrative and you can't really build on it like you can if you were to do your own thing independently. And so I think right. that all of these very brilliant 
spouses, you know, people have master's degrees and PhDs and things like that. And they're, mm-hmm. you know, restarting even with these other companies, which is great. I love the initiatives that we have already in place for things, you know, with these companies and things like that. But you really, in essence, are starting over every time because it's not just about employment. It's about building. If, you're, if your spouse is in the military for 15 years and you're traveling with him for 15 years, Restarting every two to three years, mm-hmm. even though it's employment, it's definitely not a career. It's not, you're not building anything. And so that's what I and a couple of other communities have really tried to do is give resources for people that want to build something and that are interested in doing something on their own. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that's so awesome. And I, I do think it's amazing too that there are more, there's beginning to be more resources out there for uh, military spouses to learn how to build a business. And, and also there's our, there are opportunities out there and resources for those who want to work a remote job, not just a freelance work, right. but actually getting employed. And so I think it's great to see that there's more awareness of it. I know the the Blue Star Families uh, comes out with a survey every year, uh, just sharing how many how many uh, military spouses are extremely underemployed, even though they're overly you know overly educated. And, uh, right, um, right, right. Yeah, exactly. and and so I think the more we can talk about this, the more resources would be out there. And you know, the purpose of this podcast is really to create awareness of what's already out there. I'm glad to have you on. And uh, you you did mention that you were able to. Make Make your own list of things that have worked for you. So why don't we dive into that? Uh, if people were interested in building a business and have it thrive, even even through PCS, how would they be able to do that? Um, yeah, a couple of really important things that I ended up doing early on was focusing really heavily, especially in the beginning, on branding because branding is what's going to be able to pull you through all of your PCSs because it it makes your company or your entity or whatever it is that you're trying to do bigger than yourself, right? And it makes it a lot easier to carry it through to different locations and through PCSs and through all these moves and, you know, even going to different countries. So making sure that you, whatever you decide to do, that you are focusing even before your PCS on making sure that you have a strong brand and that you're working on branding, even if it's personal branding for yourself, that is going to be a key to be able to pull your company through. I have lots of friends that do not put emphasis on that. Mm-hmm. And it definitely is a struggle when they try to pick up and move or try to expand into different territories because it's, you need that awareness, right? Mm-hmm. So I'd say the first thing is to focus on your brand, whether or not that's a logo, whether or not that's a color scheme or, you know, font text, keeping that consistent through all your social media feeds and all, you know, just keeping the core of what you're doing or when all, you know, having that at the forefront of everything when you do things is really mm-hmm. important because you want that recognition from people um, that'll be able to pull you through. I think a lot of people don't talk about branding when it comes mm-hmm. because they think, oh, I'm a small business. I'm not a brand. So why mm-hmm. would I, you know, why would I focus on branding? But it's really important. And, you know, it's, it's important and it's really so easy. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, it's not one of those big things that you need a lot of money for. Um, there are all sorts of resources like Fiverr and mm. Freelancer and all sorts of resources where you can get a really inexpensive. If you're not a creative yourself, you can do it very inexpensively. So I know that's not the one that people tend to hear the most, 
But yeah. that, I will say, that is probably a really major key in uh, what helped me expand. Because I actually didn't, although I did move here, I expanded when, when I left Texas. Because I started mm-hmm. in Texas and then we ended up in Hawaii. I didn't actually shut down in Texas. We just expanded instead of, instead of shutting down shop and moving here. Um, mm-hmm. So I still have things that are going on in Texas. So I still have my business there. And then now I have my business in Hawaii. And we're looking at having a remote office in Paris now as well. But wow. that all has, yeah, it all has to do with, you know, keeping that, that core, that brand intact. So I would say that's the, probably the most important piece. And then also yeah. the second piece that's really big, and people, this is one that people probably already know, but keeping your social media consistent and making sure that you have social media on all platforms, that has been really helpful as well because our Instagram now is what brings in 54% of our clientele, which is amazing. Wow, um, our website incredible. is, yeah, it's stronger than our website. Um, So just, you know, having that brand awareness and, you know, people just kind of keeping up with what we're doing on a very consistent basis has been really helpful for us as well. And that has also, that moves with you, right? Like if you Mm -hmm. are not in Texas, it doesn't matter. (laughs) If you're not in Hawaii, it doesn't matter, you know, because that you can keep that up wherever you are. So that is, has been a really strong catalyst as well. I think that's incredible. And I completely agree with you with the personal branding thing, because for myself, for example, with my husband and our, in our business, you know, his mission is, is mainly focused on veterans and those that are transitioning mainly because, you know, he, he's a veteran and he's been through it himself. However, I, you know, I am not a veteran in any way. I was a military brat, I became gold star daughter and now veteran spouse. And, uh, mm-hmm. I had to figure out a way to personally brand myself to fit into our overall mission, because otherwise I felt like I was kind of being robotic when I was working. I I didn't want Mm -hmm. to, I didn't want to be in the forefront when talking to people about what we did. But now for me, uh, we, because we created holding down the fort, it makes it so much easier for me to connect with people because Mm -hmm. Because the thing with personal branding is it's not just it's not just marketing. It's it's knowing what you're really passionate about and who you really want to exactly. Serve. You know, you right. really you really have to dive deep. You know, so so that you could really connect with people. And when you are in business, people can tell if you're just looking at them as dollar signs. You know, they they can yeah. tell. They call that. I've, yeah. I've heard it. It was called commission breath. I've heard that. <laughs> that mm, phrase I love before. that. That's yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah. So accurate. <laughs> exactly. But if they know where your heart is and what you stand for and who specifically you're targeting, there's something about that that draws people to you and they know that you're really there to serve them, not just trying to make a paycheck or something. So I right. I right. I highly, highly agree with you with the personal branding. I encourage everyone who is going to be in business or is already in business, even if you are representing another company, I, I recommend that you find a way to personally brand yourself away from the company. It just so happens that you offer those services because things might change. You might end up switching companies or you might end up, you know, selling other products, but your personal brand is your personal brand. Like no one, no company can take that away from you. So I I I love, like, I feel like that's like all the advice we need for today. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I completely agree with you on that. And then also with uh, social media, I think it's extremely beneficial, especially for the military community, because we're constantly moving and there's just so much, so many things that's going on, but social media is, has really become our, our virtual home for a lot of us. And so if you're, 
Yeah. And so if you're updating on social media, it's kind of like just letting people know, hey, my house is open, come on in, you know, or oh, hey, my store is open, come on in. And so it's just like, I I completely agree with both both of those. So I I appreciate you uh, really sharing those two things. So when you do PCS, do you have a, a normal routine in your business on essentially how to start over? Oh, sure. So the first thing I do is there's a registration called the foreign business registration. Mm-hmm. And I, every time I know that I'm going to be doing something somewhere else or working on having military spouses kind of independently do events under my umbrella. So mm-hmm. I have all the back end things, the contract and the invoicing, all that fun stuff already automated out. So they would just come in and learn the front end portion, right? So mm-hmm. to be able to do that, It's really simple. I mean, it seems really difficult, but it's really just getting that foreign business registration and registering in a different place. So you can still keep your same, all of your same business information, your EIN, all of that fun stuff. It's just saying you're going to be doing it in in another place as well. That's not your, your home base. So that's a really important, I don't think people really realize what it is. They know that there's something they need to do, but it's called a foreign business registration um, license. And that's what you do whenever you are, whenever you're going to do it in a different place or going to shift, but want to keep your headquarters in your main home base, your main location. So that's something I do every time I'm looking at doing something in a different location or mm-hmm. or expanding or PCSing. Mm-hmm. I make sure that, that we get that taken care of first and then it's easy at, it's easy to transition at that point. That's awesome. I didn't even know that existed. So for anyone that's listening and you have a business and you're not licensed, get on it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll they'll look at you a lot different um, when you have those things in place. Because I know a lot of times people, people think that, you know, as a military spouse, they have a little, you know, I'm air quoting right now. They have this little business or this little craft thing, or no one really takes it seriously. So having those things in place and being able to walk in and say, okay, I have this, 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 and this, and that we're ready to roll, um, definitely gives a, a, a little bit more respect to whatever it is that you are trying to accomplish. Because that, you know, that's what we need, right? We need to, that bump behind us so that people take us seriously, because that can definitely, definitely take the wind out of your sails if you feel like you're walking into something and you're not really sure, right? You're not really sure how you're supposed to do it or what you need or any of that fun stuff. So having those things already in place prior to gives you that encouragement that you need to be able to walk in somewhere and say, okay, I'm ready to do this. You know, let's go. Yeah. I love that. Um, It definitely creates much more credibility. And uh, I think for, for, I think even for military spouses, it gives them that confidence that, yeah, like I'm a legit business and I'm, I'm not joking around. So, right, right. Well, Shava, I feel like you have provided so much valuable information today. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, Do you have any closing thoughts before we wrap up? No, this has been super exciting. I'm very excited to be able to talk to everyone and kind of get a little bit of um, information out there, a little tactical information. I'll just leave you guys with my social information. I mean, that is how everyone is communicating nowadays. So my company is Vida Chic, V-I-D-A-C-H-I-C. So you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, all Vida Chic events. And then, of course, I'm Shava Grant on LinkedIn. So, yeah, I'd love to talk to whoever. If anyone needs advice or help, support, information, I am here for you. So just reach out.
Yes. And if you did not catch that, uh, we will have all of her information in the show notes. So you can just jump on there and copy and paste and find her, <laughs> find Java Grant awesome. on social media. So, well, thank you so much. I, I feel like I learned a lot as well. And for all of our listeners, mm -hmm. if you feel like you have something to share or you were inspired by this episode, we'd love to hear from you. Just visit our show notes. There's actually a way where you can leave a voice message or you can email us. And who knows, maybe we'll have Shava Grant back on the show. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me, guys. All right, Shava. Take care. Talk soon. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the Holding Down the Fort podcast show. To leave us a message, please visit our show notes to learn how, or you can email us at holdingdownthefortpodcast at gmail.com. Until next time. Oh,